today I received an email from this guy. Here's what it says. I'm so happy to have finally found an over-the-calf sock that stays up all day. I've been looking for a brand other than Gold Toe, which offers limited colors and styles. I've tried a good number of brands, but none have actually stayed up as they should. That is until Southern Scholar. In a nutshell, why I like these. One, they do what they claim. They stay up. Two, very soft and comfortable. Three, they leave no imprints on skin after a full day of wear. Four, nice style and color options. (laughs) Five, this is making me laugh. Immediate and responsive customer service from owner CEO. Hello, I'm Red. And I'm Tiff. And we're, and we're the, the Fashion, fashion geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. I like socks. I take them very seriously. My grandpa was in the gold team Because he was, I was. I like the yellow going through the tub. It looks serious, but also fun. I like that. Come to find out, that toe was not just hot. It took a lot for that toe to have a hole. Sometimes I would puncture it, but it was a rare occurrence. Most of these name designer brands are garbage. Are there any new brands to upset gold toe? Yo, this is Reg Ferguson, fashion geek number one. How are you? Welcome to the ride. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about us. Please tell them to subscribe and please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Special shout goes to our producer search and everyone down with the fashion geeks. If you have a question or a story suggestion, you can email me at podcast at nyfashiongeek.com or hit me up on the Insta at New York Fashion Geek. Today, we're going to talk with Kevin Wallman of the Southern Scholar, who is in Dallas, Texas. We're going to talk about something that the everyday man should be paying close attention to. We're going to talk about dress socks. K-Dub in the building. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Ah, I'm well, thank you. Are you keeping safe out there? We are. Well, you know, it's up for opinion, I guess. <laughs> that was kind of my that was kind of my point. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go into our topic, please tell us. So what do you do? So what do you So what do you, so what do, you, what do, you do? Sure. Yeah. So I am the founder and CEO of Southern Scholar. Um, we are a menswear accessories brand. Our primary product is um, what I call the modern dress sock, basically a, a re-engineered version of what everybody knows to be the common dress sock, which is essentially a, a cotton-based uh, sock that tends to fall down your leg, not last in the wash, You know, get riddled with holes quite quickly, be uncomfortable, leave uh, constricting marks on your calves, yada, yada, yada. Um, just kind of a, a garment that's been forgotten about, um, despite the fact that we wear them every day. Uh, so kind of spent the last six years of my life, you know, re-engineering those to be more comfortable, form fitting, stay up on your leg, et cetera. Um, and now we're kind of moving into other men's or accessories like ties and pocket squares. So how has your brand and your business been doing during COVID Kevin? Um, it, it's been doing well. It's been doing really well. Um, 
I think when things started happening last March, nobody really had any idea what, you know, was going on, how long things were going to last, um, when, you know, normalcy was going to return. Um, and because of that, a lot of marketing departments in both, you know, large and small companies decided they would kind of, you know, take the foot off the gas, save a little nest egg just in case, um, and see what, what you know, what, what happens. Uh, we kind of went the opposite way. Um, as a small brand, when lifestyle changes for a lot of people, it often opens up an opportunity. Um, your first reaction may be to kind of, you know, duck and run or, or save that nest egg like a lot of these larger companies have done or started to do. Um, but we kind of looked at it more from a perspective of, of people's psychology, um, Admittedly, I was a little bit worried at first that something like a dress sock, um, especially, you know, a premium dress sock that's higher on the price point would be the first thing people are cutting when they're no longer, you know, getting dressed up to go in the office. Um, but on the other side of things, I realized and recognized that when people aren't going to the office and spending, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks on lunch, they're not taking their, you know, wives or their husbands out to dinner, um, you know, after work, they're not going to the bar, they're not going to happy hour, they're not going on vacation during the weekend. For my clients that that whose you know whose income wasn't necessarily affected by COVID, if anything, they now have more discretionary income. Mm. Not only that, but they're likely spending a lot more time in front of screens than they usually would be now that they're working from home. Um, they're also probably looking for a sense of normalcy, and for a lot of people, they uh, default to kind of retail therapy. Um, so rather than cutting our marketing budget and saving that nest egg and kind of playing scared, we took the opportunity to increase our marketing efforts. Um, you know, we also recognize that a lot of larger companies that are targeting the same demographic that we are, um, they were no longer spending on platforms like Facebook. Um, there were movies that had to stop shooting that, you know, had huge multi, multi, multi million dollar budgets with Facebook for, for marketing purposes that are targeting, you know, men 35 to 65. Um, they had to stop shooting and thus they canceled those contracts. They're no longer going to be, you know, marketing a movie they're not shooting. So that opens up a huge opportunity and lowers acquisition costs for companies like us that are willing to kind of take that risk and, and push on forward. Um, so I guess that's a very, very long-winded way of saying we, we did just fine throughout the pandemic. We've, um, you know, we have a very loyal customer base, and and they helped us get it through, helped to get us through it. Um, but I think not. I think being more uh, okay with risk, we we was a good uh, um, strategy for us. Approximately, what was the increase in your ad spend during, you know, obviously we were still existing in COVID, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Starting, starting from last year, what, off the top of your head, what do you think your increase was percentage wise? Well, from February, um, just before, you know, COVID really hit or before, you know, we were aware of it, I guess I should say, um, to mid April, we probably tripled our ad spend. Whoa. Yeah. And is your advertisement because you and I met on the gram? Correct. So, and I see your ads. <laughs> yeah, if you've, if you've gone to our website, you will be bombarded with ads. <laughs> Fair warning for the audience. <laughs> well, I, I, 
interact with your ads when I'm going between Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. So, so my question is, and you've partially answered it, uh, where, you know, what platforms, where, where, where are your ads? Sure. Our, our primary, uh, top of funnel advertising is done on Facebook and Instagram. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, top of funnel just means the way that we get in front of, uh, people that have not engaged with our brand in any way, shape or form prior. Um, so we do a lot on Instagram feeds and stories, Facebook feeds and stories, um, a little bit of audience network, uh, but that is definitely our primary top of funnel marketing channel. Um, secondarily would be email for kind of follow up um, and repeat purchase and, and customer loyalty and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you hit our website, you're going to get retargeted with kind of all the cool things we have, we have going and coming up. Sure. And are you shooting those ads through an agency in Dallas or is it more a little bit of a DIY? I mean, because they're very slick. They're very professional. Sure. I just interacted with one uh, yesterday. Yeah. So um, for the first we, – we've been in business about five and a half years, I want to say, since, since launch. I've been working on it for about six and a half. We've been live for about five and a half. For the first five – um, I was running all of our creative, um, and kind of, you know, hiring photographers, scheduling photo shoots, styling photo shoots, et cetera. Um, and just recently, uh, about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, we brought on, um, a creative agency that's new to Dallas, not, uh, not necessarily a new agency, but new to Dallas. Um, and we've been running all the creative with them. They are very, very good at what they do. Um, I think the quality of our content over the past six weeks has has 10x uh, mm. compared to what I was doing prior. Um, you know, so I would definitely say that yeah, the first five and a half years were very much kind of DIY. Not that I was, you know, I was not the photographer by any means. I, I often did um, some of the modeling, um, but I would find you know local photographers and upcoming photographers and, and use them um, and kind of schedule out those shoots. And now. I mean, I'm still extremely, extremely um, involved in the creative process and kind of make the decision on what, you know, content's going to be shot, what I think we need um, for marketing purposes at, at each point in the funnel and things like that. But these guys are really leading the shoots, you know, telling me what to do, where to go, how to style things, um, how they're shooting things. And then um, they edit it and, and I kind of, you know, we, we work together to get the copy on there. But they're doing an incredible job. Anything you've seen in the past couple of weeks that you reference, I imagine is, is what they've put together. Yeah, it looks, it looks very slick. Obviously I haven't been with you since the inception of the business. Mm-hmm. I think I started following you on the gram. I'm not certain, but certainly over a year ago. Okay. So, but I think particularly since we started interacting about setting up this interview uh-huh. less than a month ago, I've been more attentive. Sure. <laughs> to your creative. Mm. So, uh, kudos to you. This means, this means you're moving up in the world. Yeah. I'd like to think so. (laughs) It's, it's actually happening. So Kevin, I gotta, I gotta get right down to it. Sure. So your sock is a hundred percent synthetic. That's correct. You are talking with an old school, Go toe guy. Yep. So my two reference points when we have this conversation to let you know 
are going to be Goto and Bresciani. Okay. And one could argue you're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. One could argue. Yeah. (laughs) Effectively, successfully, I don't know. We're going to find out in this conversation. (laughs) Sure. I'm excited. This is my favorite topic. Good. Well, it should be because it's your business. Yes, sir. And But fortunately, I think for the audience, you're talking to a guy who has a lot of opinions about socks. Yeah. Because I've been wearing them all my life. Right. And I have a certain level of brand loyalty. I also want to make clear to the audience, you were very kind in your largesse to provide me with with some pairs for me to test drive, so to speak. Correct. I have to tell you, it could be you. It could be Goto. It could be Brashani. It could be anyone. Candidly, the test for a successful review of a sock for me is me talking to you a year from now. Yeah. Because putting on a sock now, the sock is fine. Sure. (laughs) I like the sock. It's nice. It's cool. I like the colors because I picked them. I like the graphics because I picked them. But I'm going to keep it real with you. My toenails, I don't know why. It's a genetic thing. They're like razors. I have razors. I rip through sheets. So you can imagine what I do with a sock. So for me, the beauty of gold toe, which clearly even, even their name is an amazing marketing piece, right? Mm -hmm. But because I know you've done research on so many sock brands, you know, the history of that name. They weave linen into their toe, and they found that the linen is stronger than the cotton or wool that they normally have used historically. Yeah. Uh, Many, many things are stronger than cotton and wool, which is why we use neither in our blend. Okay, bro. So come come at me. Why do you (laughs) feel so... (laughs) Yeah, you know what you were doing. You're like, that's why. So, yeah, so, sir. So, so, so. I'm like, really? But, okay. Yeah, but, really? All right, well, take that. Take that. Okay. Uh, so why do you feel so confident, so comfortable in the position of having a 100% synthetic sock? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm excited for this. Um, well, let's start with this. Why were synthetic fibers created? If we have natural fibers, why did we create synthetics? Is uh, Are you posing me this question or is this a rhetorical one? Yeah, well, I'd like to see your response. Sure. For convenience, for cost, meaning lowering. I mean, when we're talking about anything in the fashion sense, if we're talking about a synthetic versus a natural fiber... Mm-hmm. It's about a convenient source that's cheaper and that can be replicated at the drop of a hat. Okay. That's one, one way to look at it. Sure. Um, let's go to a second point here. When you go to the gym and I'm, I'm imagining you haven't done so in, in a while, but when you were going to the gym, are you wearing a cotton Hanes t-shirt or are you wearing something that's more a performance fabric, something that's a little bit 
better with shape retention, moisture wickening. Kev, you talked about old school cat. So it's the former. Okay. Ironically, I probably utilize the latter when I'm chilling. So okay. meaning when I, you know, my Nike, my Nike tops, uh-huh. which are sports tops. So let's mm-hmm. say because quiet is kept, I'm not suited and booted every day. So let's say it's a Saturday or a Sunday, particularly a Sunday. Hey, I may be rocking my Brazil national jersey. You know, and I know that's a dry fit top. Right. So that checks off all the boxes that you aforementioned. But when I'm in the gym, no, I'm an old school cat. It's generally 100% cotton. Certainly, I think to your point, if I was doing mad cardio in the gym, which I never really did, then, yeah, it would weigh me down. But if I'm working on different body types, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a big deal for me. So I can totally understand that because I'm, I'm in the similar respect to that. Um, I wear generally t-shirts to the gym. Um, I'm not, you know, I I wear Lululemon shorts. Um, but as far as my shirt, I'm kind of the same. I wear old t-shirts, old hockey t-shirts, things like that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend $80 on a, uh, on a really nice workout shirt that I'm going to wear once a week and then have to wash dry, et cetera. Um, but the bulk of the people in the gym, at least where I go, um, they are doing that. And this is why if you have a Hanes cotton t-shirt on and you yank on the collar, especially when it's wet and sweaty or whatever, you know, you're pulling on the collar cause it's uncomfortable. It stretches out. It's going to stay down like that. It's not going to, sure. it's not going to shoot back up into its original shape. So sure. shape, shape retention is huge with synthetics. That's why every, every performance fabric, one of their biggest, you know, selling points is, is shape retention. The other one is going to be uh, breathability, whether or not it's moisture wicking, whether, you know, if you are doing a bunch of cardio, your cotton t-shirt is soaked and it's going to remain soaked for two hours. If you're wearing an Under Armour, you know, performance fabric um, shirt and you're doing a bunch of cardio, yeah, you're going to sweat. But while you're sweating, that thing is breathing, that thing's wicking away that moisture, the, the fibers inside are drying it. Um, and you're going to be a lot more comfortable in that regard. So in my opinion, synthetics, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that some synthetics weren't created out of, you know, necessity of cost and replication. Um, but I am going to tell you that a lot of synthetics were built for, uh, the fact that the natural fibers that we had lacked certain attributes that were needed for certain things. Sure. Um, and so the reason that I'm so confident in our blend is that we combine several synthetics that both complement each other and then also make up for things that the others are missing. And what that allows our socks to do is form fit to your foot and leg. I think you'll agree. And, and, and just to be clear with the audience, I made sure that you had received your order and had a chance to try them before we scheduled this. Correct. That is correct. That's because I wanted your honest opinion on some of these things. So I am going to, I'm going to be honest and tell you that I have not tried a gold toe sock in five years. Um, (laughs) I actually was not even aware that they started doing patterns until very recently when ironically (laughs) I had a customer reach out or, um, someone soon to be a customer reach out and say, here's the deal. I want to buy your socks. I want to take advantage of this intro offer where I get, you know, four pairs for the the price of three but I'm going to tell you that I don't have high expectations. Um, the only socks that I've ever had that have performed for me are gold toe. Here's why, um, you know, be honest with me. Do you think I'm going to like your socks? And I said, yeah, uh, I'm very confident that you'll like them. 
And if you don't, we offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if if they aren't the best socks you ever worn, we give you your money back. So if you decide, hey, I'm sticking with gold toe, you're getting your, your money back. Um, today, I received an email from this guy. Here's what it says. I'm so happy to have finally found an over-the-calf sock that stays up all day. I've been looking for a brand other than gold toe, which offers limited colors and styles. I've tried a good number of brands, but none have actually stayed up as they should. That is until Southern Scholar. In a nutshell, why I like these. One, they do what they claim. They stay up. Two, very soft and comfortable. Three, they leave no imprints on skin after full day of wear. Four, nice style and color options. <laughs> Five, this is making me laugh. Immediate and responsive customer service from owner CEO. <laughs> so that is a review that he left for us after he sent me an email yesterday and said, hey, you know, I really am happy with the purchase. Here's why. And I said, Christian, I really appreciate that. If, if, if you wouldn't mind throwing that up as, an, as a review, um, you know, that, we, that, would, that would be awesome for us. Um, and, I, and by no means did I get on this podcast expecting to just read reviews and, and pitch my product. Uh, but because you brought up Gold Toe, this is now becoming kind of a trend um, that some of our customers are coming over from Gold Toe because that's the brand that, that they find that stays up and, and has that durable toe box. Um, so to get yeah. back to your point, because of the blend that we use, not only does it form fit and stay up, not only um, can we combine these fibers to be incredibly soft, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, et cetera, but the durability aspect is also there. One of the biggest reasons I started this company is when I was walking to my first job out of college, I lived about a mile away from my office in downtown Dallas. By the time I would get to my office, my socks were down at my ankle. So now I'm pulling them back up. <laughs> the whole rest of the day, I'm doing the same thing. Then I start noticing everybody else in my office is doing that. They're stopping halfway down the hallway, pulling up their socks, walking to their cubicle. I see them you know, bending over their chair, pulling up their socks, etc. Well, I walked to the office already. Now I got to walk home at the end of the day. I get home. I got a brand new pair of socks on. I've worn maybe once or twice. I take my shoe off and I got a hole in the toe box. What? Huge, huge problem for me was holes in the toe box um, or the heel wearing down really thin after a couple of wears just from that that natural slide, you know, as you're walking sure. in your dress shoe if it's a little bit too big. Sure. Um, and the other side was was the styling. I mean, I, I was out there looking for some way to not dress exactly like everybody else in my office. Once Once the professional world kind of shifted from business professional suits, ties, pocket squares to business casual slacks shirt or chinos shirt. Um, it really left a lack of options for guys to look different. I mean, 99% of the guys in the office from day to day are going to be wearing a Navy trouser and a white button up or a khaki trouser and a blue button up. Um, and so the only way that guys were, you know, really had to differentiate themselves or show a little bit of style was their socks. The problem was, a lot of the guys in my office are wearing, you know, bright orange and black polka dots with a <laughs> with a navy slack and a and a green polo, and it just didn't go. Um, and so I'm out there trying to find these styles that I find, you know, uh, office appropriate but also unique. Um, and as soon as I find a brand that that offers that, well, then they're falling down my leg. They're getting holes in the toe after a few washes, and I'm just wasting a bunch of money. Um, so that was really what what pushed me to start this company and, and, and what made me start testing different materials. I mean, I have no experience in textiles prior to this. Um, I have no experience in product design prior to this. Uh, but I just, I saw what I, what, what I found to be a need, um, not just for myself, but for others and an opportunity. 
Um, I found a garment that I thought has just been overlooked for for years upon years. It's just cotton poly blend or cotton wool blend. Um, they're all the same shape. Who cares if they fall down? Doesn't matter because everybody's do. And I figured, hey, we can make these better. We can make them better in style. We can make them better in performance. We can make them better in fit and comfort. Um, and so that's you know what I've what I've spent the last six years doing. But the only way that our that our socks differ from these others is that we use those synthetic fibers. We use them in the right proportions. We pair them with other fibers that, like I said, complement or make up for things that the other lacks. Um, and I would say, you know, sixteen hundred reviews, ninety seven percent five stars over six and a half years. If they weren't durable, I don't think that'd be the case. No, no, no. Of course. And to be clear, your blend is polyester. Viscose rayon and nylon spandex. Is that correct? Yeah, we use a 32S1 polyester, uh, which is the highest grade. Um, polyester standard poly is going to be a little, you know, scratchy, not so soft. Um, the 32S1 is incredibly, incredibly soft. That's one of the the biggest compliments we get on our socks. The viscose um, adds to kind of color retention, shape retention, um, provides a little bit of sheen to the pattern, so that you don't. You know, take a beautiful pair of socks, throw it in the washer, take it out, and all of a sudden it's fuzzy and, you know, the color's kind of faded already and washed away. Um, nylon spandex is for elasticity, but the viscose and the polyester also have elastic attributes, um, and that's what makes our socks be able to kind of form fit. You'll, you'll probably notice, and I, I'm not sure, I'm looking at some of these gold toe socks. Some of them are actually quite nice patterns. Um, but if you have any of their, you know, Argyles or these ones that they call box plaid, that's kind of like a crossing pattern. Um, a lot of brands do these. Um, you might notice as you're trying to pull them up, they don't stretch uniformly throughout the entire sock. Maybe the footbed does, or, um, you know, the, the front where there's no pattern might, Mm. the top, the band might, but the actual pattern itself, you might notice that, um, the, 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 el- the elasticity, the stretch is not uniform throughout. So we actually blend that that nylon and that spandex throughout our patterns instead of just in the you know toe box and the heel and the rib. And then, like I said, the polyester also being kind of an elastic fiber when it's blended with those, um, it allows that uniform stretch. So you're going to get that same stretch from one pattern to another. You're not going to you know be trying to pull up a polka dot and have it stop halfway because the polka dots aren't stretching. Hmm. Interesting. I found when I put on my pair that it definitely, the elasticity was apparent. Mm -hmm. That it slipped on and it felt consistent. That's an interesting point that you raised just previously. I never realized, and I want to be straight up and transparent in our conversing that for me, when I rock a gold toe sock, it's a solid. Mm-hmm. So I've never rocked the pattern ones. So, and that's going to be, you know, something for you to chew on because the pattern socks that I do have prior to you, you know, throwing some my way for me to, you know, give a objective review. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, and again, I know you did a lot of research before you went to market. Oftentimes, they're designer socks. And I'm not saying that in a complimentary way, because we all know if it's a designer sock, it's a licensing deal. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I I have very sharp toenails. It's just crazy. So every few years, I go through sheets. 
So one of my sheets is shredded. It just is what it is. So you can imagine what I potentially could do to a sock. The Fashion Geeks are hosted and powered by Blueberry. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Thinking of launching a podcast? Want your episodes to be deployed smoothly? Go to Blueberry.com, type in the word fashion, and get a deal on us. Just put in the word fashion. Blueberry. Always host fly. I would potentially be an outlier type of customer uh-huh. because of the composition of the calcium in my toenails. I need, I need to, I need to go through these for you know a year, and sure. then we're going to see how good they are. Yeah, um, because I'm the king of darning, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's just a fact of my life. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm in a similar boat. I mean, different reasoning, but when I find, especially prior to, um, to this, when I find something that I like, whether it be a pair of trousers that just fits, fits me right, or that I really like, you know, the, the subtle texture on, or I find a shirt that fits me right, a pair of shoes. I really like the look of that pairs with a lot of things. Well, I beat those things to the ground. I beat them to the ground. I wear them all the time. And I used to do that with socks. Um, and I still do do that with socks. Um, but you might be thinking, I own the company. You know, I can wear a pair of socks for a couple of weeks, wear the shit out of them, and then and then just give myself another pair. I actually don't do that because I, I like to, to do my own kind of quality control. I have pairs of socks in my drawer that I've worn upwards of 50 times over the past, you know, four or five years that are still mm. in, in perfect condition. Um and what I really love is when I hop on Instagram, somebody tags me in a photo and I go look at it and I'm like, that's the 15th time you've tagged us in this photo. Those socks are from 2015. I mean, that's saying something. Yeah, um, no, so it is. Just yesterday, a gentleman that, that's, uh, that's been tagging us in pictures for a few years now, he tagged um, a pair of socks. I would estimate probably the 10th or 12th time. And it was the third <laughs> pair of socks that I ever designed third pair of socks we ever released. So those were, would have been released in, um, early 2016. Um, and he's, and he posted them yesterday. <laughs> so, um, little things like that make me happy. Um, we also, like I said, we offer a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee and that includes durability. So if you re- reach out to us three years after you place in order and say, Hey, I really only wore these six or seven times. Um, and they've already got holes. I'm not going to say, well, you've had them for six years. I'm going to say, well, here's a new pair. Um, that's hasn't happened before, but if it did, uh, that's kind of how that's handled for us. We, we truly believe that the quality of our product is so superior to others on the market that if you're not happy with it for any reason, you know, uh, we make it right. No, clearly you are standing by your product. And you're being very humble, but I know you're not humble generally about this, that you go, hey, this is what we have, and we feel so strongly about it. This is what we're going to do. And clearly, it sounds that you're not going back and forth and quibbling with the customer, because anyway, you're just thinking about the overall customer service perspective. Mm -hmm. So, and knowing to your point that when you're looking at IG and when people are tagging you, you know if it's a first generation sock, so on and so forth. So, but I'm also going to tease you because listen to me, a business school guy to another business school guy, you found a market need, you found a pain point and you created an opportunity and kudos to you. But 
I guess this is where we're going to do the New York versus DFW conversation. Hit me. I feel that some of this had to do with, I always say life is about exposure and the lack thereof. Kevin, I think you guys don't have a great array of, a great array of options <laughs> down in the DFW. And that's why you had this epiphany because in doing my research, I got to tell you, I'm not saying that never in my life have a pair of socks sagged, but it hasn't happened for me in a mighty long time. Mm-hmm. So, and this is not, you know, an incidental shout out for Goto. Sure. Though, again, the majority of my socks, not all of them, the majority of them are of that brand. But to me, sometimes, and you know this, sometimes a sock sag is the interesting relationship between the sock and the shoe, particularly if it's a new shoe. So, but other than that, again, I'm not saying it's never happened. Believe me, I have stories too. Stopped in the middle of the street, went to a curb, took my shoe off, pulled up my sock, kept walking. Right. Absolutely. That's happened to me, but I just feel like more times than not, it hasn't. So I just think, you know, I just think that, Hey, I don't know what's going on in Dallas. (laughs) I don't know what's going on on retail. Sure. But, Hey, maybe maybe you guys are not. Uh, maybe you don't have the breadth of options that we do up here in the north. But maybe. again, <laughs> I think a lot of people nowadays are shopping for things like clothing online much more than they are in retail. So I mean, you know, we have every option anybody else does with with e commerce nowadays. Um, one thing I will say about socks now that I've learned so much about them over the six years, which is a statement I never thought I'd say. Um, <laughs> Is it definitely depends on the body type of the gentleman. So if you're more of a um, tall, skinny guy, don't have a huge calf muscle, and I hate to say it, but just kind of a normal shape, foot and leg, yeah, the gen- that then the general the general sock is going to fit you just fine, um, and is going to stay up on just fine. The problem is when you find somebody who's you know a ten double E. Um, mm. but they're 210 pounds. They got this huge calf. Um, mm. that's where the issues arise. Um, now I'll say I have a relatively normal body type. I'm about 5'10, 180 pounds. Um, I have played sports my whole life, so I have a decent calf muscle. Um, that's, <laughs> that's about it. But I've had this issue with damn near every pair of socks I've ever, or every brand I've ever purchased from. I will say there have been a couple that I've found fit me well, um, and don't fall down. Um, but that kind of uniform stretch is what allows it to form fit and stay up on virtually any size, shape, foot, leg, et cetera. Um, mm. we actually offer a one size fits all, which we get just harped on, on social media ads all the time. People saying, how, how are you going to tell me it fits a nine and also a 14 and yada, yada. Um, the truth is it actually fits a bigger range than we advertise because we, we've learned that people just aren't going to believe it. Um, and that's something like you said, you're getting kind of bombarded with our advertisements. You'll be seeing advertising that, that, you know, directly answers those objections coming up pretty soon here. Um, but one thing that I found really not necessarily surprising, but one thing I found unique about us, um, is I recently was able to add a secondary layer to our review question that asks you not only, you know, what did you think of this sock, but also, um, what size shoe do you wear? And I was blown away within, I think I added that maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago. 
I was blown away that we already have reviews um, talking about how great they fit all the way from a size 7 to a size 16. Woo! The same pair of socks. Get out. Really? That type of range? Yeah. So I'm looking right now. We have one from 312 um, from a size 8. We got one from 318 from a size 15. Um, I've got one from a 10 double E. I'm not even sure what a double E means. I think that means double wide. It ain't Uh, narrow. (laughs) uh, That's narrow. Uh, No, I'm saying it's not narrow. Oh, okay. Not (laughs) narrow. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that, I mean, that fabric blend that we use, and we also use a 200 needle count knitting gauge. It's just going to make it softer, a little more elastic. Um, what it basically means is that it's a thinner yet denser weave. Um, I know those sound like contradictory things, um, but it basically just allows the the fibers to be um, tighter is not the right word. I mean, really thinner and denser is the only way I can, I can describe it properly. Uh, that's what allows for that, that huge kind of range and fit. Um, here's another one from a size 15. That's, that's what we're talking about. Um, but anyway, the reason that the only reason I'm bringing this up is I, I was kind of surprised to hear you say that, that no sock, or that you don't generally have that, that issue with socks. And I'm also surprised that just recently between you and this other gentleman, that gold toe has come up, um, in the conversation so much. So I hopped on their website and I noticed that a lot of their socks are a hundred percent synthetic material blends. They, they do now. Yeah, no, I want to, I want to keep it real. So they do blends now. There's no question. They, to your point, they have a yarn from recycled plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. So clearly this is a sustainability play. Yeah. But I think for me, and I can't speak for this other individual, Goto is a brand that my late grandfather rocked. And he was one of, he was one of my fashion influencers. Mm -hmm. So he rocked that. I rocked it and that continued and continues Mm -hmm. from adolescence to adulthood. I rock the, as you know, it's an old school term, the executive sock, which you know means over the calf. Mm -hmm. I like, I like the high and, and and I'll be honest. The reason why I like that is, is because that mitigates the sag. Right. (laughs) I'm definitely concerned about, Mid calf, yeah, I'm like, no way. <laughs> that makes a little more sense that you haven't had that issue at all. Yeah, oh so no, we, no, we didn't I knew even... that. That's a ch- again. Uh, to be honest, I say it a lot on the pod, and I'm not trying to blow smoke, but I just mm-hmm. realized it in comparison to other men in my peer group. I'm a sure. fashion prodigy, so I understood that in grade school. Right. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't work. I need higher. Yeah, and yeah, I never so... look. I never look back. Yeah, so that makes more sense now that you haven't really had that issue. Um, we actually didn't even release an over-the-calf fit until, oh, God bless, maybe eight months ago. Oh. We were mid-calf only until about eight months ago. Oh, um, oh, that would have been hard for you and I. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now I want to ask you because I, I've noticed that your order, you placed um, four pairs were over-the-calf, one was mid-calf. Did you try both fits? No, not yet. Okay. So I haven't. For all transparency for the audience, I have not tried all five pairs because as I tease with you and it was such, you know, so nice of you to do it because, you know, I didn't, I didn't solicit it. No. But, but I told you, I said, well, 
you know, Kevin, I'm not really, <laughs> not really wearing suits anymore. Right. Much, you know, so, eh. so when they came in, I forced myself. I said, well, I've got to get one pair down. I know. Before this meeting. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, I, I mean, did. I, I just find it a lot easier to, to talk about the product of when, course, when no, the person's tried it. Course, you know what I mean? Of course. No, of course. But also, listen, you know, and I know you got a lot of people that are influencers and they're like, hey, how about giving me some socks? Oh, yeah. My, my point is, I don't need socks. Like, I don't need shirts. Like, I don't need ties. Like, right. I don't need suits. I need clients. Yeah. <laughs> so, you and I will talk about that later on. Oh, yeah. I, so, bought, I bought three uh, bespoke suits right when the pandemic hit, thinking I'd be, you know, out and about all year long. And uh, they haven't been worn for anything but photo shoots this far. There you go. There you go. I just picked up, big shout out to uh, Oscar Torres of Los Torres Taylors. Before this interview, he and I, he came to my house and we are doing a suit collabo and I finally have it and it's beautiful. We made some adjustments. It looked great today and I see it across in its garment bag. And as I tease with him, Lord knows when this will be worn for me to take the proper photos for he and I to use as an asset. (laughs) Like, I just don't know what's going to happen. I'm wearing a sport jacket today because I have a meeting after this pod with a person from my community board. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so I wanted to make sure. And the reason why four were over the calf and one was mid is because I'm not an Argyle guy and you had an Argyle offering, Mm -hmm. but you only had it mid calf. And I said, well, okay. (laughs) I wanted to, I wanted to give it a whirl. Give her a shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's a style that I've always liked from afar, but I've mm-hmm. never rocked. And I said, "Well, let me let me take the opportunity and and do it through you." Yeah, I'm with you. The uh, the one you bought is actually what what I call a micro argyle, so it's a little bit different than most of the argyles on the market that are going to be like three large um, diamonds on the front, basically. Um, ours is, is kind of a, a miniature version of that. Like it's just smaller diamonds. Um, I like that sock a lot. It's, it's called the Highlands. That's one that's sold really, really well. But yeah, we do only offer that one in, in mid calf. We have a couple other Argyles that are more on the traditional design that we offer in OTC. But, um, I did notice when you ordered with, when you place your order that only one was mid calf, I knew exactly why one was mid calf. I figured he either liked that style or wanted to try that style and <laughs> yes. told me in mid calf, but I'll tell you what, man, I'm blown away at how many people um, reach out to us and they're like, Hey, I, I'm not an Argyle fan, but I bought some and, and now I love them and I'm buying all the rest of them. Um, because it definitely is a more traditional style that you don't see so often anymore. Um, but they've kind of grown on me as well. I'll be honest. They're not my go-to, but they have definitely grown on me over the past few years. You have a nice variety. So, you know, and I know, and again, you know it from a research standpoint. I know it just from dint of what I do mm-hmm. from consulting. We had a very strong period of loud and happy socks. Mm-hmm. And people have used socks as an accessory as well they should and to provide that pop. Right. And... But you mentioned something that I had to laugh. You said, hey, 
in my office before, you know, I went the entrepreneurial route, mm-hmm. people didn't know how to coordinate. And I always feel that's, that's what I'm trying to provide to customers. Right. So when someone goes, a fashion consultant, well, what is that? Are you a stylist? I'm like, no, I'm not a stylist. My point is, hey, let's try to figure out what goes with what, mm-hmm. which really is a wonderful segue because you provide something that I want the audience to be aware of if they haven't purchased a pair of socks from you. You provide a signature style card. Yes, sir. Care to elaborate? Absolutely. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest things on why I started this company was I just noticed so many guys um, didn't know how to kind of pair different garments, different colors, different patterns together. And and it's not it's not by fault of their own. Um, I, you know, had to kind of teach myself this stuff because um, generally speaking, you were lucky enough with your grandfather, but generally speaking, guys, you know, our dads aren't necessarily teaching us style etiquette um, or how to pair certain things together when we're growing up. So by the time we get to the professional world, um, especially in a business casual environment, your thought is trousers, shirt, shoes, that's it there's really not even a conversation of does this, you know, do the colors match Do the fabrics, are they proper for this time of year? Um, when you're working, you know, in a business professional environment per se, or for example, let's say, uh, wall street 15 years ago, you're going to go buy a suit. The gentleman that's selling you the suit is going to say, Hey, and maybe it's an upsell for him to make a little more commission. Maybe it's that he's a good dude, but he's going to say, Hey, this tie, this shirt, this pocket square with that suit looks great. That can be, you know, one day of the week. We can also, with that same suit, we can do this tie, shirt, pocket square. That'll give you a secondary look. The beauty of these ties, pocket squares, and shirts is that they also complement each other. So if you want to swap, you know, if you want to wear this tie and pocket square with that shirt or with that shirt, it'll, it'll you know, work. And so guys at least had, you know, a, a standard to go off of or a little bit of help. I remember when I started my job and I actually I interned at, at this firm three times prior to my full time year. Part of our orientation, which was like a week long, was um office attire etiquette. And the guys section was about three minutes. And three minutes <laughs> three minutes is being is being uh liberal. It was, you know, here's a picture of a guy in some dockers, here's a picture of a guy in some trousers, and here's a picture of a guy in, in jeans. The jeans have a big X through them. But you can wear chinos or you can wear dress pants, basically. Here's, you know, shoes that are, um, that are appropriate. Here's a pair, here's a pair of dress shoes. Here's a pair of loafers. Here's a pair of Nikes. The Nikes have a big X through it. Here's a t-shirt. Here's a golf polo. Here's a dress shirt. The t-shirt had an X through it. That was our section of the office attire. The girls section was the whole day after lunch. It was very specific on the type of shoe open toe, closed toe, how big can the heel be, platform, this, that, um, length of dress, style of dress, blouse, you know, can this be showing, can shoulders be showing? It was very, very, very specific on what constituted a business casual outfit for, for a female. Mm. But our section was, yo, wear some golf pants and a, and a polo and, and some shoes that aren't athletic shoes and you're pretty much good. Um, and so that did not help the problem either. It made it sound very, you know, throw some stuff together and call it a day. 
Um, so needless to say, the women in our, in our office were far better dressed than the men. Um, <laughs> and, and again, at no fault of, of their own. So yes, the style card was, was a huge part of the business model from the very beginning. It was, how can I provide these guys a style, a pair of socks that's unique, but professional, but also explain to them how to wear it to get the most out of their look so that they can leave the house confident that they look their best. That was the biggest thing. And to be honest, that's what really propelled me into this industry because I'm getting emails and reviews from people early on that was like, Hey man, I was very uh, self-conscious about how I looked going to the office. Um, I always worried that, you know, my superiors, the partners, the executives, whatever were, you know, weren't impressed by the way I was presenting myself. I was always worried that people were making comments about it because I just didn't know what to do and I can't afford um, a personal shopper, a stylist or anything like that. And now when I leave the house, I know I got my, my Navy blue socks on. They pair well with these gray trousers I have. I threw on the brown shoes, like your style card said, and a white dress shirt. And I know that at least the colors match at the very least. Right. Then I start getting reviews and emails from wives that are like, Hey, usually he comes down and I have to tell him, are you kidding me? That tie doesn't go with this. Doesn't go with that. Go back upstairs and change. And I haven't had to do that lately because he gets up, he looks at that card, he puts his outfit together, he comes down, he looks great. So that is by far more rewarding to me than, you know, the fact that I provide a comfy, you know, product, the fact that people are, are, you know, it's helping with their confidence and how they dress. That's huge. So our style cards go all the way from type and color of shoe, um, color, material, uh, texture of suit, tie, pocket square, watch band color, uh, belt which should obviously match the shoe and the and the watch but um it goes through the entire outfit it shows you a business casual and then also if you want to throw on a jacket with a tie and a pocket square it goes into the the business professional vibe as well yeah i'm listen you you're speaking my language and you knew that so i knew you were surprised and happy when i mentioned it last time we spoke absolutely yeah <laughs> let's, let's talk about that with the audience so so kevin and i had an opportunity to talk before we set up the the interview and he was very nice to me ladies and gentlemen because i was i had a shoot in my living room and it ran over and i was walking to do errands but more importantly i had to get my lunch on at around three o'clock if i recall yeah and there was a whole bunch of noise and kevin hung in as i ordered my amazing sandwich at defante's <laughs> so it was good it was amazing because it's defante's than, yeah nothing better than a new york deli absolutely so this is a place as i think i shared with you is about to get a street named after it so oh yeah yeah <laughs> i'm here to tell you i think it's been around for 80 years yeah so no yes no i i totally was surprised because like i said i've been following you on the gram but i didn't know all that detail because I didn't think I'd ever be a customer because mm-hmm. I have a gazillion socks and I'm resigned to, if they're not gold toe, that they're going to die on me. Right. So gold toes, you know, they stand the test of time and solids for me were always cool. It's not that I don't like a little pop or a little pattern. I do have some in my sock drawer. Mm-hmm. I do. And now, and now I have you in addition to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we try and bridge the gap between, you know, loud screaming for attention and dull, boring. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm huge on solids. I'm huge on ribbed solids. Um, I think that some of the most, 
what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Some, some of the most attractive looks for men can be achieved with minimal pattern. Ding, um, ding, ding. Yeah. I totally agree. I so, love the rib joints. I love absolutely. a solid rib joint. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm definitely more on the conservative side than the uh, novelty side. And what I noticed when I, you know, before I started this company and, when, and I mean, still today is if you're walking into a meeting with a partner or what I did primarily at that company, well, I didn't really do anything at that company, but my clients were primarily um, old school, good old boy, oil and gas guys. Mm. So imagine being a 21 year old kid, 22 year old kid wearing a pair of socks with slices of pizza on them and trying to go into a meeting with, <laughs> with a, you know, a billion dollar oil and gas CEO that has been very traditional, very business proper his whole life. That's not going to go well. Um, it's not going to go well for the firm. It's not going to go well for the meeting and it's damn sure not going to go well for the guy with the pizza on his socks. So <laughs> we tried to kind of give you, you know, give people the option of, Hey, here's some, some unique patterns where the colors at least pair, they complement each other. And very simply, I can tell you with items you already have in your closet, what you compare them with to kind of subdue them, make them a little more subtle. You still have a unique pattern on, you still have a cool style on, but you're not having this, uh, what's the opposite? My brain is not working today. What's the word opposite of complimenting? Clashing. Clashing, exactly. So you can have, I mean, you can look in our shop right now and see a pair of, you know, bright red socks and be like, oh, those are loud. Those are loud. But put in properly or put together properly with different colors and tones and textures, those can be a very, very subtle two-inch color pop between the bottom of your trousers and the top of your shoes. If you're going to wear something with a with a donut on it, socks with donuts and pink <laughs> pink frosting and yellow and green and red uh, sprinkles, you're already so clashing on that one garment. There's no way you're going to put together something that complements that. It's just impossible. Right. Um, so making sure that all of our patterns are put together, you know, with reason, everything we design, we design around that business casual and business professional outfit. That's going to be on that card. It's not just, Hey, let's sit down and make a red sock. It's, Hey, this red sock would look great with Navy, you know, Navy slack, cognac, monk strap, white dress shirt, um, greyhounds tooth jacket, etc. So let's design it around that. You know, it's like the outfit comes before the sock. The sock is built around the outfit. And then that allows you to take that sock and build an outfit around it. That makes sense. And it really leads into a wonderful segue because we're talking about pop. We're talking about stripes, patterns. We're not talking about pizza and donuts. Mm -mm. What does the phrase always be fly mean to you, Kevin? Oh man. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just think that at some point in time, um, care for appearance started to kind of diminish. Um, so just being aware, being conscious of, of what you're putting on, um, why you're dressing for what you're about to go do. Um, the littlest things can make the biggest difference. So even when you're going to the gym, you don't really care what you look like, but just picking a certain color shirt to pair with a certain color, you know, pants with the certain color shoes. You've got all that stuff in your closet. You're going to wear it at some point that week anyway. Why not, you know, take that extra second um, to be conscious about what you're pairing together so that when you leave the house, you know, you look put together. Makes sense. Seems like your socks do the job. 
We hope so. <laughs> so, Reg, I know we're coming up pretty much on time here, but I was curious if you could tell me a little bit about how you know the pandemic has affected your business, because I imagine the majority of your business is kind of in-person meetings and closet rehauls and shopping and things like that. Have you have you always had kind of that online aspect to it, or have you had to kind of ramp that up with everything going on? Well, Kevin, you're right. We're we're running out of time. So unless we do a part two. <laughs> I think we're doing a part two in a year from now to see how those socks work out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. In the bare minimum. I think we'll have to talk about that on the IG Live and hopefully on the Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah, I, can, I forgot about those. <laughs> 